Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Sunday, February 7th. We are live on the final day of the Division I Women's National Indoor Championships here at the beautiful Michael Nan Greenwood Tennis Center in Stillwater, Oklahoma. What a fantastic weekend of tennis it's been. And before I get into any of day two's matches, I just want to say there's an energy in this building. The joy you can see on all of these student-athletes' faces to be back here competing against one another, competing for their schools. You you can't fake that, folks, and I think that is the thing we have all missed most uh, during this pandemic is, you know, the absence of that camaraderie, that chemistry you can feel as a team sport in tennis, only in college tennis. So hopefully all of you have felt that come through your play site streams, and hopefully you've been following along with us on the broadcast. Obviously, we will continue uh, continue our broadcast here on day three. Very excited to do so. Four more really fun matches on the day. We've got three consolation matches to start us off. Georgia Tech going to take on Oklahoma State. Northwestern going to take on Ohio State. Pepperdine taking on UCLA. And then, of course, our championship match at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. North Carolina taking on Texas. Let's talk a little bit about how we got here here on today's podcast. And again, match is about to start in, I think, like 15 minutes here on day three. So apologies if I rapid fire through this. I will be doing separate recaps of each and every match throughout day three, which you can find on our YouTube channel. I did these same things uh, for the main draw matches on yesterday, uh, yesterday's matches, day two. So if you want to hear more depth about them, go check out again our YouTube channel or check out, of course, the mini break podcast we have done throughout the weekend to catch up on anything you've missed. But let's go chronologically. Uh, let's start with match number one, semi-final number one, I should say, a main draw match between UNC and Pepperdine. And this is one we had circled, right? Because Pepperdine, the additions they made to their roster this offseason, you bring in a Shiori Fukuda, you bring in someone as talented uh, and who's playing you know, as low in their lineup as Nikki Pachkaleva, who is the highest UTR on their roster. Uh, obviously, there are expectations for this Pepperdine team. And, you know, on day one, we saw them struggle a little bit, but ultimately overcome a Georgia Tech team that is really, really talented. And Pepperdine is not a team that plays a lot of indoor tennis. They're also without their number one singles player uh, on their team, number one singles player in the country in Ashley Leahy, who unfortunately is out this weekend with a wrist slash forearm injury, has had a brace on it throughout the duration of days one and two, but even without her, I mean, Jessica Fela at the number one singles position, and by the way, I think I finally am pronouncing that last name correctly. Jessica Fela has been so, so excellent here throughout the weekend. Shiori Fukuda can compete with anyone at the number one singles position, let alone the number two singles position, so she's been outstanding, and then the depth of these waves uh, shine through in their first match, and look, uh, obviously you're going to need depth. You're going to need top-end talent whenever you're playing a team like North Carolina, the defending national indoor champions, they've now won, I think, 23 straight dual matches. So, you know, obviously, North Carolina entered that match as the favorite, and they performed as such. We talk on and on and on. They've got six players in their lineup who could be playing number one singles anywhere in the country, and as such, you expect their strength to be the bottom of that lineup, the two and three doubles positions, the four, five, six singles positions. That was the part of the lineup that shined through yesterday for the Tar Heels. They get wins from Scotty and Mora at two doubles, Tran and Sanford at three doubles, Jones and, uh, excuse me, it says McKenna Jones on the score sheet. It was Alexa Graham at number one double. She and Sarah Davatella struggled a little bit at the start, 
but we're tied with Fakuda and, Fai, uh, and Fela, excuse me, at 5-all. I say I know how to pronounce it right, and I butcher it right away. Uh, Davitella and Graham, 5-all with Fela and Fakuda. But, you know, Scotty and Mora were just excellent yesterday. And the story of the day, perhaps, for the Tar Heels yesterday was the performance of Cam, uh, Cam Mora, who we spoke to, actually, after the match. And if you want to go here, uh, you know, what her thoughts on how she performed, what uh, she was able to do to help her Tar Heels succeed in this semifinal. Go check out our YouTube channel again. But, I mean, she simply put, she hit Lexi Ringler off the court. She won her match 0-1. I think the only game she lost was the first game of that second set, and it was after a long set break from Ringler, so the rhythm was disrupted a little bit, but then Cam Mora got it right back. And what's so encouraging about that performance is Mora struggled in her first match in the quarterfinals, dropped her first set to Isabel Boulay, who played an excellent first match, by the way, against North Carolina. But for Mora to put forward the performance she did yesterday that obviously bodes well for the Tar Heels here today in the championship match and then you know again the bottom of their lineup McKenna Jones is a former number one player in the country she faced off against freshman Lisa Zarr yesterday Zarr's super super talented but indoors particularly she just didn't have the weapons to hang with Jones so McKenna Jones 6-3-6 love point on the board for the heels and then it came down to their freshman Fiona Crawley and ultimately knocked off Nikki Redelick uh, 6-3-6-4 for Pepperdine that match got tight down the end but you know Crawley just her ability I mean I was watching her ground strokes yesterday she freaking bangs the ball from the baseline I mean all of these Tar Heel players their ground strokes I watched Elizabeth Scotty who lost yesterday 4-0 to Nikki Pachkalev, and I thought to myself, how could she lose the way Elizabeth Scotty can drive through a backhand? But that speaks to how good Pachkaleva is. And again, Fakuda Davitella was a three-set match. Davitella led 4-2 in the third when things stopped. She was fantastic yesterday, but so was Shiori Fakuda. That might have been the best match of the day. And then, you know, Jessica Fela was up 7-5-5-2 with Alexa Graham serving to stay alive in that second set when play ended. So this match was really, really close. And considering there was no Ashley Leahy for Pepperdine, if you're Coach Per Nilsson, you're probably feeling pretty good. You didn't have the number one player on your team, the number one player in the country, and you still played North Carolina almost to a draw. This was a you know a really, really fun match, and again, I think it bodes well for Pepperdine's future for North Carolina. I mean, the, their depth, it shines through. I, I say it all the time. This team has six players that could be playing number one singles at the majority of programs across the country. That is a luxury most coaches don't have, but of course Brian Calbus does, and now he's in his seventh straight national indoor final here this year. Let me say that again. Seventh straight national indoor final. That is a ridiculous degree of success for Coach Calbus. So again, shout out to him and his Tar Heels, who are now going to take on the University of Texas. Texas uh, winners last night over UCLA 4-2 in what was certainly, broadly speaking, the match of the weekend because, you know, for a while there, it looked like Texas might blow the Bruins out of the building. Texas getting the victory at the number one and two doubles position, 6-3 from Lebrana and Tarati. They were just in control against Gulick and Wolf the entire time. Then Collins and Son outplayed Bolton and Jada Hart. They were up a break early on. Bolton and Hart got it back, but... I mean, Collins and Son, for two freshmen to take it to the number one team in the country, obviously uh, that is so, so, so impressive. And, you know, for Kylie Collins, the firepower she can produce, her willingness to move at the net, ditto for Lulu Son. They're both rock solid on their returns to and Son with her lefty serve can just, you know, she made Bolton and Hart both so uncomfortable. And so 
that was so, so, so excellent uh, for the Longhorns in doubles, particularly given they hadn't been great in doubles throughout the year to get a win over the number one team in the country, a win at two. They took a 1-0 lead, and then they won five first sets in singles. And to jump on the, the Bruins like this, to get, you know, you have your freshman Charlotte Shavatapan, Malika Rapalu, Kylie Collins, and, you know, Peyton Stearns all win first sets. Lulu Sun, by the way, as well. The five first sets all came from the five freshmen. It was actually Anna Tarati, the uh, senior on the Texas roster, was the lone player to drop the opening set. So, I mean, almost a perfect performance for Coach Jaffe there through those first two hours of the match. But, Look, UCLA is the defending finalists. They were always going to make a run, and boy, did they make a run. Uh, you know, first it was Jada Hart, 6-2 second set. She gets on the board for the Bruins, and then Abby Forbes was up 5-2. Ana Tarati scrapped her way back to 5-all, but Forbes closes out her first set, 7-5, ultimately gets a 5-1 win. And then it was the bottom of the lineup, Mali- uh, you know, Abby Altic getting a 7-5 second set against Malika Rapalu at that number 5 position. That led all eyes to turn to court six, where Kylie Collins, again, and we talked to her after the match as well, the aggression she plays with for a freshman, her willingness to move forward, her willingness to play to win, to play on her terms, uh, that is so, so, so impressive. And so, obviously, for the Longhorns yesterday, they get the close out there, five and six, to earn the four to win, you know, that Altic rapalu match. That would have been a toss-up. Had Collins lost that 7-6, uh, that tiebreaker in the second set, that match probably had another hour in it. We're probably there, you know, late until 10, 30, 11 p.m. into the night. But for this Longhorn team, to have this degree of success this early, so, so, so impressive. So obviously for them, 4-2 victory to advance to their first national final since 2006. And look, again, Peyton Stearns was the best player in the building yesterday. She hit Alicia Bolton off the court. She played on her terms, her forehand, her ability to dictate with it, her backhand, willingness to go down the line, drive the return, and just her ability to take control of the point regardless of the circumstance. It's special, folks, and that's why she was the number one newcomer in the ITA rankings. That's why so much is expected of her. She's living up to the height, folks. She takes it to Alicia Bolton and then Charlotte Shavatapan, who I should have spoken more of, uh, the lengthy freshman, lanky, lanky, lengthy, either way, lanky freshman for uh, the Longhorns. Just you know, to dominate fifth-year senior former Georgia Bulldog Vivian Wolf the way she did at number four. What an impressive performance from the Longhorns. And so now, obviously, we've got the championship match on our hands. And I broke down the championship match in our preview of day three on our Crack Rackets YouTube channel. So I'll direct you all there for that long-form breakdown. I'll just say this. The depth of the Tar Heels versus the depth of Texas is one of those special matchups you hope for in a title match, particularly the narrative as well. The youthful upstart Texas team taking on the veterans, the gatekeepers in North Carolina. It should be a fun match. Give me the Tar Heels in doubles, in two singles from Davitella, three singles from Mora, and then I think that number five spot, McKenna Jones, is where they put four points on the board. I do expect the Tar Heels, you know, to, uh, the Tar Heels, excuse me, the Longhorns, Shavatapan and uh, obviously Peyton Stearns to compete at the one and four position really well, and I think all of these matches could go the distance. But give me the Tar Heels, give me the veterans, 4-2 to advance over Texas in the championship on Sunday. But again... Texas wins, that should surprise no one. Overall, it's just going to be a really, really fun match. Quickly on the other ones, Ohio State, Georgia Tech, they were phenomenal. That 4-3 match was a quality, high, high quality 4-3 match, probably the second best match of the weekend. And, you know, for the Buckeyes to, after losing three straight to Georgia Tech to finally beat them, that's a huge win for the program. Uh, They are super, super excited. And, you know, for Georgia Tech, 
they're without their number three singles player, and they're still playing Pepperdine and Ohio State close. They have a lot to be excited about. In terms of your other matches on the day, uh, your last one, I should say, that I have to cover, Northwestern. I think they're sneaky good, folks, and obviously Oklahoma State isn't fielding a full roster here this weekend, but neither is Northwestern, and you know, I think once they get Julie Byrne back in the lineup towards the top half, the depth they're going to have from one through six, they're going to be a scrappy team. They're going to you know, be right there with Michigan, Ohio State, competing for that Big Ten title. So I uh, was really impressed by the way the Wildcats performed, and I think uh, they are a team uh, certainly who are, we are going to be talking about throughout this 2021 women's college tennis season. My predictions for today's match give me Georgia Tech this morning, obviously still Oklahoma State without their full roster. Give me me the Buckeyes to knock off Northwestern I just think four through six the Buckeyes too strong and I think doubles is going to be a toss-up but I lean Buckeyes there in the three four matchup UCLA it's gonna go one of two ways UCLA is gonna come out hungry and they are going to take it to Pepperdine I think they're going to be you know again after last night's result I think they got kind of punched in the face and I'm fascinated to see how they respond but I think UCLA they either you know they either come out flat or they take it to a Pepperdine team that has played two really physical matches. Obviously, Pepperdine really, really good as well. But I think UCLA, honestly, though, the depth of Pepperdine, uh, give me UCLA 4-3. That's my final pick. UCLA 4-3, and then again, Tar Heels 4-2. But overall, it has been such a fun weekend. We are so grateful for all of you who have reached out to us talk, and stayed with us, tuned in with us throughout our broadcast. Uh, obviously, we so look forward to doing this next weekend at the Men's National Indoors as well, and we look forward to covering the rest of this 2021 college tennis season. With that in mind, by the way, shout out as always to our super producer, Daniel Westoff, for the of that any job he does day in, day out. Shout out as well to our friends at Midwest Sports. But with that in mind, for Super Producer Daniel Wastoff, our friends at Midwest Sports, and all of us here at Cracked Rackets, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. That's the break. And we will see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone.